I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today, we are calming the chaos within with my guest, Dimple Aurora. And before I introduce her and bring her on, I'm going to give you a little background on Dimple. And here we go. So Dimple Aurora is the founder of Mindful Evolution and the co-host of the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, each being a parenting movement empowering mothers to create a family environment where everyone can thrive. Dimple is an expert in women and teen girl empowerment, specializing in helping individuals reduce the debilitating effects of stress, anxiety, and childhood programming using mindfulness, nutrition, EFT tapping, and modalities. Dimple is a certified life coach, EFT and NLP practitioner, holistic nutritionist, and energy psychologist. As a previous high school math teacher and the creator of GLOW, a peer support and team empowerment circle, Dimple has a passion for working with tween and teen girls one-on-one and in a group setting, teaching them self-love, positive body confidence, health awareness, and how to be empowered from the inside out. Dimple expanded into this work after she successfully and holistically recovered from fibromyalgia, two hip surgeries, traumatic brain injuries, and childhood trauma. Dimple is a speaker and co-author in the best-selling international women's empowerment book, Simply Woman, stories from 30 magnificent women who have risen against the odds. She has also um, degrees in mathematics, business, and education, and was previously employed in the corporate world. She is an amazing woman. Welcome, Dimple, to the show. Hi, Dimple. Nice to see you. Hi, Heather. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you. Uh, I was on your show recently and it was a blast. And then after you and I spoke, I wanted to have you on and come and educate my listeners on uh, how we can empower our teens and using EFT. I know that we're going to talk about that. So before we do that, I have a an icebreaker question for you. Awesome. And that is, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Oh my gosh. <laughs> favorite <laughs> cookie. So recently I've been buying these amazing uh, gluten-free cookie mixes okay. by uh, President's Choice actually. <laughs> and they are so yummy. So recently we've been making a lot of those cookies. Uh, so that's been really fun and a really nice thing to do with my daughter. And what kind of flavors do they have? Chocolate chip. And you know, what's funny when I was growing up, I used to eat two cookies every single day after dinner, and they were also the president's choice, chocolate chip, chunky chocolate oh. chip cookies. Yeah. The honestly president's choice way to go, man. Oh, wow. I've <laughs> never, I don't think I've ever heard of that brand. Is that a Canadian? Oh, brand? I thought it was a U.S. brand. It might be very well might yeah. be. Well, I guess I'll have to go check that out. Yes. Super fun. So uh, where are you coming from in the world? And tell us a little bit about you and your family. So I'm in Toronto, uh, living in Oakville, Ontario with my husband and my daughter, who's going to be nine next month. And we just moved into a new home. So getting unpacked and settled, really, really fun. <laughs> oh, is that sarcasm I smell or here? <laughs> I'm not sure if, if the moving part was more work or the unpacking is more work. 
I feel like unpacking is more work because with packing, at least the way I pack, when I moved, I packed everything in the boxes and I organized it before I packed it so I could just pull it out and put it away. Uh, but you could trash a bunch of stuff. Exactly. So I really tried to pack really efficiently. Mm -hmm. And, but now it's what kind of space do I want to create in this new home? And I want to create these, you know, sacred spaces that feel really good. So I'm being so mindful and taking my time about how I'm unpacking. That's great. No, cause mm -hmm. I try to, I plan. So I take pictures and I see like, where's going to go, you know, in what room. And, and then when I, we unpack it sometimes was, it's like, oh, it's not how I envisioned it, or I changed my mind, or how did that sneak into that box? You know, things exactly. like that. <laughs> exactly. And then you just realize you have so much stuff, right? There's just so much stuff everywhere. And as, although I tried to declutter before we moved, I'm still decluttering right now. Oh, yeah. Every time. Like I found some candle holders that I made in grade seven uh, woodworking <laughs> class. <laughs> And I told my husband, I think I'm ready to part with these. And he even said to me, you know what? Just put them in the memory bin. I think you're going to want to hold on to those. <laughs> oh, funny. So he told you to take, to, to keep them. Yeah. And he's got his father's bar, old seventies bar oh, yeah. from Winnipeg from when he was growing up. And he, I was like, are you really bringing that to the new house? Oh, he's <laughs> sentimental. Nostalgia. So sentimental, this guy. Yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia going on here. <laughs> I, I I suffer from that actually. I've been better and I've, you know, I tried to do the Marie Kondo thing where it's like simplify and I just I have a hard time with that. I feel like I'm one of those people that I'm like, we could use that in like when they're in fifth grade, when they have to go do dioramas. I know it sounds super silly because I was like, oh, then we don't have to buy it, but really exactly. Uh, right. So exactly. Just, I mean I think I used the, the Marie method when I was maybe, uh, I was successful at it with my underwear drawer recently. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. right. Well, now you have to see if you can keep it that way. Exactly. Right. Well, let's dive in. Um, so you were not always a calm person, uh, according to the info that we have about you, because you know I have all of the info. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how you weren't always calm? Because you are a very calming soul. And I've only seen you on the computer, so I can feel that. Oh, thank you. I, I feel like it's such a compliment when someone tells me that I, I, I seem like a calm person. Yes, right? you do. So I, I grew up in a very unregulated household, emotionally unregulated household and, um, physically un unregulated as well. And so when you grow up in that kind of environment, you, you hold a lot in. And what happens as you get older is when you don't process those emotions, it, it will manifest in the body as either physical pain or anger or mental mm. health issues. Right. So that's what happened to me. And by the time I got into my late twenties, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and I had a lot of anger and I used to have these rage attacks, not realizing at the time that my body was completely out of balance from being unwell and from being on different uh, medications my whole life. And, you know, having a, a liver that was not working optimally, you know, from all of the toxicity and, mm -hmm. and all the emotions growing up will also 
cause that toxicity in the body. Right. So when I got really sick in my early, late twenties, early thirties, I went on this massive healing journey that was so fascinating, healing all this childhood trauma and healing my body, healing my gut, healing so many parts of my soul and learning how to regulate my nervous system and just mm -hmm. becoming a calm person and more Zen and, and living life from a state of regulation. And how long did that take you that, that journey? I started off probably 2009. I left my teaching job. I was forced to leave my teaching job because I basically collapsed in the staff room of the, of the school. No. Oh, okay. And so well. after, yeah, exactly. After that, I was, I was bedridden for a while and I would say, you know, it's a process. It took years. It took years to become calm. I didn't even start meditating until 2014, which was about five years later, I had focused more on healing my gut. And when you do heal your gut, you do end up regulating your emotions. And, and it's not until you process all those unprocessed emotions that your body starts to, to calm down. Right. And so even now I, it's been over a decade now, and I will sometimes still have trigger moments. Mm -hmm. trigger moments where all of a sudden I'm just angry. Right. But it is so far and few in between now. It's so rare. And my daughter in the first two years of her life, she's going to be nine next month. She didn't even see me yell. Like it was just, I was in this complete healed state of Zen in those first few, two years of her, um, her life. And so I felt really proud of myself for that, especially yeah, when you have a two-year-old, you can't, you don't yell. <laughs> exactly. Well, she was really easy baby, but I, I feel like it's a journey. It's an ongo ongoing process. You're always going to be healing. And at once you embark on that journey and that anger that you're trying to process, it will dissipate after you work on the hurt emotions that have stemmed from that anger. Right. I mean, the childhood stuff is just, you can't avoid it and, and you meet people that have it. And we've all had some sort, whether that be severe, whether that, I mean, anything and everything, like it, it's uh, specific to you. And so trying to, to manage that. And so you uh, used some EFT methods on how to stay calm and reduce anxiety. Um, did you have other strategies as well? before we jump into what EFT is? You know what, the most important thing I would say is to regulate the nervous system. So one of the first things I learned on my healing journey was in order to regulate the nervous system, you have to change these habits that the body has and that the brain has and these responses that the brain has because we are such habitual creatures, right? Oh, yeah. And so I learned about these exercises that you could do on a daily basis to put your body into a healing state. So I would do these like quick, simple, energetic, they're called energy exercises. And I would do just do these quick, simple exercises to help my body 
start to go into a healing state because when your brain is in this fight or flight state, it's not going to be healing. You cannot heal the body when you are in a fight or flight state, meaning right. you're in a stress state, right? So one of the things I did was energy exercises. I also feel that healing nutri nutrient deficiencies is really important. So a lot of people are deficient in magnesium. Mm -hmm. And when you saturate their body with enough magnesium, what could happen is it can really reduce. It's been shown to reduce anxiety, depression. There's so many things that magnesium does for the body right. that is so beneficial. So you, you want to make sure you've got the right nutrients going into the body. And then, yes, I, I did a lot, uh, lot of different techniques, but I found EFT, which stands for emotional freedom technique was really, really beneficial in helping my body to become calm, to get into a healing state and to process a lot of the emotions that I was holding on to for my entire life. Now, can anyone do EFT or do you have to be trained or have to see somebody for that? Or is it something you can practice on your own? EFT is remarkable because it is something you can practice on your own on a daily basis. Okay. So yes, if you are processing difficult emotions, you probably do want to work with a practitioner and it is something that can be used though on a daily basis. Like I've taught it to my daughter. I've taught it to kids in various workshops. I've taught it to different, um, all my clients. I mean, I do EFT as my main modality. Mm -hmm. So it is something that anyone can do at home. Like I, somebody will text me and say, Oh, I got this and this, this going on. And I'll say, have you tapped on it? Have you tapped on it? So have you tapped on it? <laughs> exactly. And it's not tap dancing, but it's right. What you're doing, what you're doing really is you are taking your fingertips and you are tapping different acupressure points on the body. So some are on the face, some are on the collarbone, you know, some are on the side of your body. So you tap these points and what it does is it actually sends a calming signal to a to the part of your brain that's firing off and creating all these emotions or fearful memories, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really effective and it, it's been shown to like reduce stress, lower cortisol, improve sleep, reduce anxiety, depression, so many things, even, um, deal with pain, like for pain, people who are in chronic pain. Like I used to have chronic pain with fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia. So you, you were able to rid yourself most of that. Oh, I have, I haven't had pain in my body probably for about, I don't know, like 10 years now. Oh, wow. And, and it was chronic. It was to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed. Uh, some days couldn't put on my socks. And even taking a shower, the water was so uh, prickly, like it was, my skin was so sensitive. Right. And not only does tapping help with, with the body, and it also helps to rewire your brain. So if you're procrastinating, or if you have a fear of success, or a fear, fear of failure, or your child is scared about and nervous about the test that they're going to take. You can do tapping. Uh, I do tapping with my daughter every day at uh, bedtime oh, okay. just to cal calm her system, make sure that she's, you know, 
in a state for sleep uh, after the day. It's just, it's so helpful. It's so helpful. I think I'm going to try that because, you know, there's so much going on over on my, on my side of things. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're all trying to just find ways to cope or, or calm or, and I don't have, I just can't meditate. I've tried. I have, I've done it many, many times. I just can't. I working out is better for me. Uh, but exactly. some days I have chronic pain with my back with the arthritis, especially right now, mm -hmm. the time of this recording it's we're in February. So it's super cold. There's, there was ice on the ground, like for up until yesterday. And so, so those days get really, really achy. And so trying to figure out a way without medication, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'll take one if it's really bad, but I don't like to really do that, you know? And so the, and the kids as well, they are on edge. They didn't have school last week and then they don't have school this week because of a vacation. So they're off their, you know, off their routine, which when they get off their routine, oh man. Yeah. You know what, Heather, I used to have back issues as well. At one point, my back used to go out every three weeks. I used to go to tons of these chiropractors, osteopaths, mm -hmm. so many different, so many different practitioners. And I have definitely rid myself of back pain. And one of the things I did learn in this healing journey about back pain is that when you are not digesting your protein properly, because you have some kind of compromised gut, what right. happens is that protein turns it into amino acids in the body when it's digested properly and it goes through the body and does all the functions that it needs to do. But when you're not digesting protein properly, what happens is that amino acid production is reduced. And mm -hmm. so one of the functions is for, to keep the skeletal system healthy and uh, robust and to, to keep things in place, to keep the body in place. So my back used to go out every three weeks. And once I started to heal my digestive system, what happens is I started digesting my protein properly and my body could stay into place because I would go to a chiropractor and as soon as I was walking out there, it would be out of place again. Oh, wow. Right. So it was that bad. Right. And, uh, I found that was really helpful. And EFT, uh, we hold a lot of our emotions in the, in the, in the spine as well. Sure. Right. And the spine is, you know, connected to all these organs in the body, right? And there's so much toxicity that goes into the spine as well. And also toxicity goes into the long bones of the legs as right. well. So people start to get pain in their legs, right? So there's so much to it. I, I did use the EFT. So what happened was about 10 years ago, I found some ad on the internet and it said, you know, rewire your brain in minutes. And I thought, well, what is this simple, you know, tapping technique? And I used to follow Louise Hay. She was such a big mentor of mine and she passed away in her nineties in 2017. And she's, you know, world renowned Hay House author, not author, actually founder of Hay House Publishing. So all of those amazing personal development books. So I followed her. She had that book, You Can Heal Your Life. It was one of the most pivotal, profound books that I read in in my life uh, that led me to this healing journey as well. And I became one of her facilitators for her work in 2011. Back mm. then I came across a video that she was doing and she was such a proponent of this EFT tapping. And one of the things that she said that was so profound 
she was having an interview with Nick Ortner, who is, uh, he made the movie The Tapping Solution and he wrote the book, The Tapping Solution. And so he was having an interview with Louise Hay. And when you tap, you acknowledge the feelings that you're feeling in the moment. So you say, even though I'm having this back pain, I choose to love and accept myself in this moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so that's how you start off. You, you do these setup statements to start off the tapping process. And some people are like, why are you tapping and saying all these negative statements? You know, I feel like crap. My back really hurts. I don't know how to get rid of this pain. And Louise Hay said, she goes, listen, when you want to clean a house, you have to see the dirt first. Ah, interesting. Right? That's a good yeah, such that's a, good a great analogy. way of looking at it. And I thought, wow, that is so profound because how can you clean up your emotions or clean up anything in your body until you actually acknowledge it and work through it? Wow. Well, that's, that's a very strong statement, but that's, you do, you do have to recognize what the problem is before you can fix it. Right? Exactly. And then she talks about you're not accepting what's happened. You're not condoning what's happened. None of it. You're actually just acknowledging it. So, right. so it's, it's been a really great, um, modality and I've seen a lot of good results with it. Um, even in 2012, like the science behind it is remarkable. And in 2012, I believe the journal of nervous and mental disease, they found that EFT tapping lowered cortisol significantly mm. more than talk therapy or even resting. Yeah. So it's, I think that study was cortisol participant, the cortisol lowered by 43% in participants, which was more than, uh, the talk therapy. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been, there's a lot. I mean, I think I'm going to actually give it a try to be honest, or, you know, look into it for sure. You gave us the tapping solution.com earlier. Uh, so if my listeners wanted to follow you, ask you more questions, or maybe even work with you, where can we find you? And yes, so my website is mindfulevolution.ca, and on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at dimple mindful evolution. Wonderful. And you are all over Instagram. We've We've uh, connected over there as well. And uh, I know you're available for questions or to connect. And so do you have anything coming up or um, do you provide consultations? I do. So I, I do usually have a, um, a day of the week where I, I call it tap on that. So people <laughs> can come, uh, clients come because usually you know, they don't have to buy a package. They can just come and have a one-off session on anything they want to work on. And so there's so many things that people come for. Like the other day I had a woman who her, both of her parents have passed away now, and she was having so much grief that she was having panic attacks and she couldn't leave the house after one EFT session, she was leaving the house. Oh, so, wonderful. Yeah. Really, really powerful. It's, it's really powerful. I had a woman the other day, she came in uh, no, she didn't come in. I actually had to do a home visit because she called me and she said, can you come over? I feel really stressed out right now. And I'm actually don't, I don't trust myself with my child at the moment. Mm. 
Wow. And yeah, she was in a really dark place. And so I did go over because she was an older client of mine and I knew her and she was not in a good place emotionally at all at that time. After about five minutes of tapping and resetting her nervous system, she was good to go and she was fine. And, you know, to, to be able to take somebody out of such a dark place so quickly, mm -hmm. I recently did a certification on, um, mental health first aid and, I feel like everybody needs to know tapping because oh. <laughs> it's just something that could really help it, it. What it does is it sends a calming signal to the amygdala. So, um, the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex, like they house these fearful memories and they get stored in the amygdala. So the amygdala will keep firing and firing right. and firing when you're stressed out. So. You need to move those somewhere yes, else. Yes, exactly. So what tapping does, you're basically tapping the ends of meridian points um, on the meridian system of the body. And so what happens is it sends a calming signal to the amygdala. So even though a situation has happened that's terrified you, you're sending a calming signal to the brain. So it's saying, okay, this is okay. You're safe now. It's okay. It happened right? So it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful way of processing emotions. I've used it for my daughter. Uh, when she had a, a very traumatic incident with the dog. Oh, the other yeah. day. so she, she wouldn't be afraid of dogs anymore. Cause that would be exactly, right. exactly. So I wanted to tell her amygdala, okay, dogs are okay. It's okay. Right. So we process that emotion, that incident. And then she, now she's fine with dogs again. Wow. It sounds very powerful and I'll be definitely looking into it for uh, more information. And thank you, Dimple, for being here and sharing with the listeners, just all of your knowledge. And uh, for those of you who want to reach out to Dimple, that all the information will be in the show notes and go check out um, all things that she's got to offer. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And thank you again for listening to another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See you all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.